Hi, and welcome to the Good Health Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Good, a registered nutritional therapy practitioner and functional medicine practitioner. Join me as we explore thyroid, brain, and fatigue conditions with positivity. From Hashimoto's to multiple sclerosis, chronic fatigue to adrenal dysfunction, I've got you covered. With expert advice and tips to help you take action now and inspiring real patient stories from successful individuals who refuse to let their health hold them back. Start your journey to good health today. And don't forget to come and join the conversation on Instagram at good underscore health, that's G-O-O-D-E. Or visit my website at nicolegoodhealth.com to find out more. Today, I'm welcoming Karen Devine onto the Good Health Podcast. Karen has been in practice for 24 years. She's a registered nutritionist with BAM and CNHC and a colonic hydrotherapist, functional medicine practitioner and naturopath. Her work is focused on detoxification and in particular supporting eliminations, which is vital for any detox protocol. Today, we're going to be discussing detoxification and the lymphatic system and how that can have a huge impact on our health. Let's jump straight into the conversation. Welcome, Karen, to the Good Health Podcast. It's lovely to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to this. Really looking forward to Yeah. So today we're, we're digging into that sort of the detoxification and lymphatic system. And, uh, you know, like we've just been talking a moment ago before we hit record and about how it's connected around the body. So we're going to cover that as well. But I always think it's nice to start with your sort of journey, your story, how you got into the work that you're doing today. Well, my daughters were my reasons. They were my every reason for going into practice and building my practice at the house where I work from. Um, but basically, they're 30 and 33 now. So they both had eczema and asthma. And way, way back, Nicole, it was so difficult to get information. I had to go to one of those things called a library, <laughs> you know, yeah. not the local library. You know, there's no Google to just kind of find instant in- information. So basically they had eczema and asthma and I started to correlate milk with a flare up of the eczema and, and sugar. I spoke mm-hmm. to my GP because I was doing the right things, my health visitors. Oh, no, not at all. But anyway, I decided to go down that rabbit hole. I went to the library. I picked up as many books as I could. And then I started to see some changes in them. I then took them to a homeopath. And I then um, just started a subscription to a, a magazine. And in the back of that were uh, information on how to train as a nutritionist. And there was different homeopathic trainings. But I first of all went down the, the rabbit hole of nutrition. And at the time, the main schools were ION, Institute of Optimal Nutrition, Plaskett, Plaskett College. Plaskett College doesn't exist anymore, but I went down that route because it was steeped in biochemistry, but also it had deep roots rooted to naturopathy. And that's what really, that was my, that really was my sort of spur to do it really. Yeah, so that's what I did. And of course, you know, everything was sent a check and then you get sent your um, your first module and it was literally snail mail. You select your marking off by, you know, the mail and three or four weeks later, you'd get your mark. And that's how I did it. And in, within all that, there was uh, lots of other modalities, naturopathic modalities. And so I'm still steeped in that naturopathy. It never leaves me, despite looking at functional medicine, do functional medicine tests. I go back to the roots. I can't help it. It's just where I'm, it's where I live, <laughs> really. Yeah. I think everybody's story is really fascinating because it's like for a lot of people, it's their, like for me, it's, it's your own health journey. 
And then I was talking to Anthony Haynes yesterday. He said his is from a sort of more of a performance, a sports aspect, which is a different way of getting into this sort of thing. And then for you, it was like that, the children and the loved ones and, you know, and that. And there is usually a story around why we end up in this, in this business. Yeah, there is. And sometimes it is normally a personal story, isn't it? Yeah, and and so really the the um, even today you know with um, a registered nutritionist, colonic hydrotherapist, practice functional medicine, naturopathy. I work for NutriLink and NutriGold. They're the um, I, I'm the technical advisor. So you know, but I still go back. You know, whenever I'm talking to somebody, I'm stripping it right back because naturopathy, the old naturopathic greats were geniuses, absolute geniuses. Mm. The words might be different. Um, which I might share a few words what they would have said before, you know, in, in, in some of this. But the, uh, we're understanding it. It's quite simple to understand, actually. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's amazing, like you say, how far things have come as well with like, with your, you know, with your daughter saying you're going to the GP and you found that, the, the you know, the milk and the, the dairy and that sort of thing. And, yeah. and now within, particularly within our community, but I think with a lot of the public as well, that's a lot more known that food can have these you know sort of allergic type symptoms with these sort of illnesses and eczemas and asthmas you know this sort of thing and it's amazing really that's it's a that's quite a shift really in, in a relatively short space of time it is becoming a lot more known and a lot more common and I think people are reaching out more for this sort of support now aren't they yeah because there was only things like rice milk or soy milk now you can go to a, a supermarket cafe and they've got alternative milks you know not always all that great you know as it was, but certainly <laughs> they're there and people don't look at you like you're kind of somebody I don't know you know some wacky hillbilly that's come somewhere you know, what are you talking about you know it, it's mainstream so it's quite good yeah it's quite good so yeah 25 years ago I went into practice then 20, 25 years so it's a long time and it has yeah. evolved very 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 quickly so what led you because you you sort of work a lot in this lymphatic and you, you meant I think you mentioned do sort of clonics and things like that and you detoxification so what led you down that pathway of sort of specialism because basically we don't do enough with cleansing and elimination we focus on detoxification which is teeing us up it's moving toxins it's changing them but it's not always eliminating them and one example of that I wanted to share Nicole is is because it actually happened a few years ago even though I understood it and I've always worked with eliminations first if somebody isn't draining properly if somebody's getting symptoms I look well why they, why why is that it's because they're not eliminating them so what happened was it was the absolute it, it really sealed it all for me it was and it was literally only maybe five years ago when I had a, a lady come in for a colonic she'd been before and she was on one of her own detoxes. She's done it every year. And it was a juice fast. And, and she knows how to cope with it. She does it very well. And she came in on a Sunday to have a colonic. And of course, there was waste in the tube, you know, in, in the colonic tube. The waste was coming through because she'd been eating, obviously. Then she went on a merry way and she booked in for Friday evening. So five days later to have another colonic. And she came in, <laughs> she came in with um, headaches. And bloating, she was feeling bloated, feeling headachy, and just very tired. And her words were, it's got to be working, it's just detox. Well, my words were, no, you're not eliminating. That is too much. You've gone too far with detoxification. You've brought everything, you've magnetized it up with all the foods that are very alkaline rich, but you've not removed it. Now, I did that colonic and I describe, I like to describe colonic sitting in front of um, a railway, you know, when, when the barriers come down, you're in the road, 
kind of the, the railway crossing and you have yeah. to sit and wait. And you you see the slow moving car go on. It's coming on and it never ends. Or you get the fast train. There it goes. And sometimes I'll say that to my clients. We do have a little giggle about little things. You know, oh, that's a fast train. But this was all cargo. I have never seen so much waste removed from the colon, the bowel, which is about five to six feet long, stored within our abdomen. This is normally long as you are tall. And she was absolutely like, what? I haven't eaten. Well, it was still some solid foods in there, which probably would have been in there from the weekend prior. But also there's a lot of lymph tissue in the bowel. There's a lot of lymph drainage in the bowel. And she was moving toxins into the bowel ready to go out, but she wasn't. The door wasn't open for them. So when she left, her headache had gone, her bloating had disappeared, all the gases had gone. And that's one of the things that she said, well, I'll never do that again. I'll always come or at least do some water enemas at home. And that is what's really important. And that really sealed it for me because she was doing too much and not putting the brakes on. That's why she was getting the detox reactions. And I always like to say that to people. You don't, just because you, you don't want to be covered in spots. You don't want to have the splitting headache and the joint pains. You need to be more intelligent. The body's saying, whoa, I haven't got enough vitality yet. Open up the channels and let this waste out. Then mm. the next layer can come. So we have to be breaks on, breaks off, breaks on, breaks off. And that was, for me, phenomenal. Yeah, it's fascinating how um, interconnected it all is as well. Yeah. Yeah. So for just for those listening who are if we sort of just jump back to sort of some of the basics for those listening who are not sure what we're, you know, what we're talking about when we're talking about the lymphatic system and detoxification and that sort of, that sort of difference. Can you just sort of explain a little bit, you know, just sort of briefly about, about the systems that we're talking about here? Yeah. Well, the, the systems, I like to call them, you know, I used to run a lot of detox retreats and I like to call them the two rivers. You've got the blood and alongside the blood system, you've got the lymph. So the blood's taking the nutrients to the cells and the lymphatic system is picking up the waste. It does a lot more than pick up the waste, but there's lots of lymph tissue in the, in the body. There's lymph, lymph nodes. Think about in the neck when you've got a cold or a flu, you'll get swollen lymph nodes. Children will cry out with a tummy ache. They often say, my tummy hurts, but they haven't got diarrhea. They may have a virus and the body's at work. The, the lymph is clearing this uh, poisons from the lymph uh, in the lymph nodes and they swell in the abdomen. But we've got lymph vessels and lymph tissue some of the and lymph capillaries and those lymph capillaries so you've got the vessels that go into tiny 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 capillaries because they have to go into tiny spaces in between the cells and they they go into the interstitial fluid and that is where the body the toxins you know you know it, it gets drained and it will pick up things like uh, cellular waste from the the cells it will pick up unused proteins it picks up um minerals that haven't been used and it's also so it's a filtering system it's a sewage system a filtering system but it also is very important for our immune system because it produces in the lymph nodes you know you've got your lymphocytes 
your T and B lymphocytes that are working really hard, they will be fighting something. You know, that's why you get the swelling. Mm. Um, they're trying to filter what toxins are. It has to drain. You know, the lymph has to move. And it moves in one direction. It's uh, unidirectional, meaning that there's little valves in these vessels. They've got little valves open and closed every few seconds because it's trying to stop. It doesn't want anything going backwards. Yeah. And when we're congested, so take the bowel, for instance. The bowel has an awful lot of lymph. And when somebody is not eliminating their bowel waste fully, or in this case, this lady was absolutely backed up, so she had all the symptoms, the lymph can't drain through that, that medium. And so you're going to get the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the lymph will drain into the uh, left and right subclavian veins, and that drains into the inner cava and into the cardiovascular system. The other importance about the lymph is it will also absorb fats from the lacteals in our small intestine. So it carries fats because some fats are too big to go into the bloodstream. So but naturopaths, all naturopaths really put a lot of emphasis on the lymph and they called it the sewer system. Doesn't sound very nice, but it is actually picking up yeah. waste, taking them out where they need to be. So we have to have good drainage and uh, we can do things. There's lots of things we can do to work that lymph, which are totally free. One of them is breathing. Yeah. Deep breaths, diaphragm breaths. And, uh, you know, when we're sitting in the car or, you know, when we're picking up our mobile phone, how many times do you pick up your mobile phone? Probably quite a lot. Check the phone. Think about diaphragmic breathing, some really deep breaths because it propels that lymph and gets it moving. I love that idea of the habit stacking as well. Like you've just mentioned, you know, every time you pick up your phone or something that you know you do all the time, it's a really great thing to attach a new habit to so that you yeah. you then remember to do that as well because you won't forget to pick your phone up. It's natural. No, we, all exactly. do, we all do it. <laughs> so yeah, so just tying something, tying a new habit into something that, you know, like, yeah. like you just mentioned, that's something I use with clients all the time is that habit stacking thing. If it's, you know, doing something every time you brush your teeth or something that you're just not going to forget to do. I think that's that's a really good way of remembering to do that. It's just simple things. And, you know, that you've got to think about the funnel system as well. So you've got your cells, you've got your interstitial fluid, you've got your lymph, you've got your all the organs of elimination and incredibly important, you've got your colon. Mm. That is so important because everything backs up. Everything will back up. And, you know, where there's stasis, where there's no, it's not flowing very well, you're going to get calcifications of things that are going to get stiffer. You're going to become more toxic. And the body tries to protect itself. So it'll put fluid around it. it you know, we feel bloated. And it's not always about, oh, I'm bloated. It must be something I'm eating. But actually, are we bloated? Because we are not flowing. There's yeah. the, the flow is not there. That's always something to remember. Do you see, you mentioned the immune system with, with, the, with the lymphatic system there. Do you see this as, I guess, a, a sort of a root cause, like something within immune health conditions? So a lot, a lot of my listeners will have autoimmune diseases and, and things like that. Is it something that you see a lot in those clients where there are immune health issues? Do you, do you find lymphatic drainage really important in those people particularly, or do you think it's equally important for everybody? Uh, equally for everybody, definitely for everybody. But you know, what's really interesting, how the old naturopaths, everything from the symptom in the body is the body's way of removing or trying to remove morbidity. Now, we call that toxicity. Mm-hmm. Way, way back, the wording was morbidity. And it sounds a bit horrible, <laughs> morbid. 
more maybe, than matter. Toxicity maybe sounds a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, toxicity is kind of like, yeah, it's a little bit more gentle because we are surrounded by toxins, aren't we? So the body is constantly trying to eliminate. And this is where conventional medicine and naturopathy, they will kind of go on different paths here because we're not denying, we're in agreement with conventional medicine that our body is built to detoxify. The fact that we're living and breathing with all the byproducts that we produce and what's going on outside, what we bring in, we are absolutely all able to detoxify. However, the amount and type of toxins that are coming in, and today we have got lower vitality than we've ever had. So we may be not coming in with a full deck of strength and fortitude of the organs, which is so important for seeing like you know one sort of a chemical cocktail may not affect that mrs b because she's got more fortitude and strength or mrs c over here actually she is falling down with every cold and flu and getting joint pains because she hasn't got the strength and fortitude of the organs and the vitality of those organs and so we would see that everything is an expression of that so whatever symptoms are going on is often an expression of what's not being eliminated uh, from the body fully. And, uh, and that's another thing that I speak of very a lot to my clients. You know, when they want to do detoxing, you know, you've got to check out what is their vitality? What is the organs of the elimination doing? What's the liver like? You know, there's no good pushing a sleepy organ in the corner. It can't get rid of the amount of toxicity that we have. And Unfortunately, we're far more estrogenic today than we've ever been. You know, we've got all the DDT, the persistent organic pesticides, you know, the dioxins and things that are in our environment that were not there many decades ago. Yeah. And all our food wrapped in plastic all the time. And, you know, it, you know, they, they used to eat it straight out of the out of the field. You know, it was that, you know, farm to floor, yes, wasn't it? And absolutely. And they didn't have as much meat in the diet. You know, we look and that's another thing, you know, with naturopaths, you know, eating lots of meat was not something conducive to vitality. You know, not saying don't eat meat. That is not what I'm saying. Don't become vegan veggies. It's, <laughs> it's just but when you're detoxing, we're trying to give the body some vitality. We need to lighten the load. And uh, first of all, open up the channels, get that bowel moving. And enemas are really good. You know, I teach a lot about doing foam enemas. And uh, they might be frightening at first, but first people have to recognize that actually enemas and colonics are thousands and thousands of years old. Yeah. The first artifacts written on some Egyptian scrolls were little blow enemas and they would put into when a baby was feverish, a little bit of water and they would clean the bowel. Early yogis would be using reefs from the river, fresh rivers, clean waters, which we haven't got today. <laughs> and they would insert that rectally and they would be doing their yoga poses to get their um, water around the bowel and clear it out. And so... I think that bringing this back in a modern day is so important, so important. Especially because, like you said, we're more toxic than ever. And that's that's something I see a lot with my clients is um, with the autoimmune. I work a lot with you know, sort of the chronic fatigue type patients who are very sort of sensitive. Yeah. And the toxic load in people, you know, whatever it is, whether it's chemical toxicity or it's viral load, or there just yeah. seems to be once one thing goes with, probably from our environment initially, that sort of toxic buildup, then we you just tend to find the immune system then can't tolerate the viral load. It can't, you know, and it all it all builds up. There's mold then that comes into play and and then we just become more and more toxic. But if you're exactly like you're saying, if you're not then supporting, if you do a detox and you're not supporting 
the liver or you know these different organs that need to need to be used to detoxify that's when people get can have real problems with sort of that detoxification stuff Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when I talk about the bowel, I say it's a bit like the landfill. You know, when there's a lot of waste in there, it's not moving. Of course, what you're going to have, what you're going to find in a bowel like that, you're going to find inflammation. You're going to find yeast, overgrowth, dysbiosis. You find all that. It's on a landfill. Equally, you've got the terrain of the body. Everything, our body is trying to protect the cells, the DNA. This is exactly what it's trying to do. So it can store toxins wherever it can. And the terrain is so important because it's like the goldfish in the bowl. You know, the fish, imagine that being your cell or your DNA. The health of that fish or your DNA or your cell, it's dependent on how filtered that water is. When it comes polluted in that water, what's going to happen? The, the fish doesn't swim well, it gets weaker, its systems become weaker. That's the same for us. So we've got to remove the obstructions. We've got to get these old-fashioned ways back, open up the channels, strengthen the organs, then maybe start to go, right, we can start pushing a little bit harder with this now because we've got the strength, vitality and fortitude. And one thing I do want to add, and if women listening, you're going to relate to this, our bowels are weaker than men's because they've got a stronger... Um, bile reflux, a reflux when they eat. So they can eat a nice meal and suddenly, oh, oh, they go, yes, toilet, there they go. And the woman is sitting there, as many of my clients have said, you know, I can have three bowel movements a day, but him, three a day, you know, mine's three a week rather. And it's like there is a week of women have definitely got weakened, uh, weakened codons. So we have more of a deficit because we've got a lot more organs tucked in there. We've got uterus and we've got, you know, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Actually, is that is that one of the reasons? Is that yes. sort of part yeah. of it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So coming back to the, hopefully I'm answering that question about the, do we see toxicity and and lymph backup? Yeah, with with all symptoms, uh, with all um symptoms, which is, as I say, the naturopath that would look at everything is a way the body is saying this isn't right. I need to get rid of this. And one of the things that I and I, I ask people to do is go back in your timeline, do a bit of recapitulation and sit down and write down all the symptoms you had as a child. And what did you have? Tonsils removed. Hey, that's me. Definitely. I had my tonsils removed. And I'm very much lymphy. I have to be careful. You know, I have to be so mucus forming foods like milk. That is definitely not a no-no for me because I'm very mucusy with with milk. But we have to look back and think, how was everything treated? And if you look at it, you think, ah, antibiotics, ah, that was a steroid, ah, suppress, suppress, suppress. And as you get older, the body's thinking, I then can't, I can't get this out. I can't, you know, throw this out anymore. So it is going to create sort of more chronic conditions. We have to still look back at our past timelines and see how everything was treated. Yeah, I've just been doing, I've just had actually just before this a new patient appointment. So we've done like the sort of full functional, you know, assessment with the timeline matrix, you know, all of that sort of, all of that sort of thing that we do with, I do with every client. And yeah, she's a nutritionist, but in a, in a whole other area. So she's come to see me for the sort of autoimmune stuff. And she said to me, it's like, it's, it's amazing because she'd filled all the intake form in and everything like that. But she said, actually, when you sit down and talk about your story, you know, and we were just over 90 minutes, maybe, you know, bit, maybe a bit longer. And she said, talking about that story, it's amazing the things that come up and the connections that you make and and actually talking about it rather than just filling a form in or something like that. 
that re and and um you know I know particularly in functional medicine I don't know about the um, sort of naturopathy but the with functional medicine I know they really pushed it they that sort of retell the story you know tell the story back to the client and it, and it is really important because you do get so much out of that don't you going right back to the child and really pulling things out and patterns and behaviors that have gone on and you know all of that sort of thing is so important Absolutely. And, and it does, you know, we have to remember our tissues are alkaline. They're a very alkaline area, all our tissues. And of course, when we've got these acidic substances keep going in and, and suppressing it with even more acidic substances like uh, antibiotics, I'm not saying, you know, they, they save lives. Let's not, you know, I'm not dismissive of, of medicine. Yeah. But when we've got the cellular and digestive waste products that remain in the body, they will build up. And, you know, what we are then going to do, toxicity, what will happen? It creates inflammation. It will create mucus. So, you know, you might have somebody with a chronic sinus problem. Yeah. Interferes with hormones because our hormones, these delicate, tiny, minute levels of hormones that we produce are trying to operate in a very confused and chaotic body. Mm. At cell-to-cell communication, nerve flow, that is, you know, all of these things. So these blockages and obstructions, which is what naturopaths call, called them, very simple terms, it's one I can understand, you know, that will create the stagnation, the waste build up. And as I say, we then we're going to start getting the more chronic symptoms. So it's important that we do, I, that's why my work is elimination, detoxification. It, it's more centered around that because we, today, we should be living a more detoxification and cleansing type of lifestyle, not living like saints, cranky. You know, we all have nice little things that we want to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just understanding it. And if we haven't got our bowels moving, you know, let's get them moving. If our bowels are weak, you, you know, if we're not eliminating, having one or two bowel movements a day, let's, let's make some changes on that. You know, let's get the foods out of the way. Is it gluten? Is it the sugar? Is it the, the milk? Have a, a recap with ourselves. We be honest with ourselves. Is it too much eggs? You know, I find that some people are eating 12 to 14 eggs a week and they're highly, they can be highly mucus forming, but also block the bowel. So, you know, it's just getting people to really relate to their diet and see, first of all, what can I do to remove these things and get things moving? And if so, so if somebody came to you and you, you pick up on, maybe they come to you knowing that it's like a sort of lymphatic drainage type problem. Would you, because you talked a lot about obviously the connection there with the gut, is your first initial instinct to go in with the gut and get the bowels moving first and then move on to the the problem of the lymphatic drainage or the, the detoxification, the elimination after? What's sort of how would you approach it? Yeah, they, they both work together. So yeah, it, let's get the offending food for that person. I mean, some people can eat one food, another person can't. So let's look at what food could be causing that. The, the high water content. Now, when you eat something, whatever meal you have, at that moment of taking it in is where it's it's got its most water content. Yeah. Once it's gone in the gut and sitting around in that bowel, the bowel's taken the water out of it. It's not being eliminated. So I want to ensure they've got high, what I call high water content, Food. So, you know, what sort of leafy greens are they eating? How much raw? Not saying everybody goes on a raw diet. That's highly pulling as a detox. And so for some people, that's just too much. But, you know, maybe getting them on um, a juice, when, you know, a green juice in the morning before they eat solid food. Or I get them to maybe take some chia or flax seeds to help soften the stools. So hydration, you know, get away from foods that are hydration robbers they're not bringing hydration in so 
too much cooked food, you know, too many cooked greens, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting away from your toast and jam in the morning, yeah. that kind of thing needs to be gone. Looking at remineralizing, you know, so mineralizing from our greens and our, our you know, plant foods, maybe taking some electrolytes or some mineral forming um, supplement, because that supports the nerves and the muscle and the tone of the bowel as well, which is very weak. Bitters, you know, herbal bitters, and yeah. uh, they can all support the, the bile. But then when it comes to the, the lymph system, you know, simple things like breathing, sweating. If somebody can't exercise because they're, in, you know, not able to, sweating is important. So even if it's a hot bath, that can help. Skin brushing, those things can help get that lymph moving. Just moving the body, just starting to, you know, pulse the, the little rebounders, you know, the little trampoline type things. Rebounders are really helpful. Even if somebody's just padding it, you know, because you're starting to move that lymph, you're just getting it moving, getting warmth around the body. That's really important. And so, so is sleep. Sleep is vital to the lymph, particularly the lymph of the brain, because up until this point, for many years, lymph was sort of cut off from the head down. You know, they knew of the lymph down here, but they didn't kind of re- relate to the lymph of the brain, which they call the glymphatic system. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this because I've been reading a lot about this lately. Yeah, it's something I've seen in a lot more research papers. I think there's a lot more coming through about it. Um, and the involvement of the glial cells as well. Um, yes. I mean, I'm fascinated. I did neuroscience at university, so I'm fascinated by anything brain related anyway. <laughs> but... but you'll understand that. And it's all to do with the, the diffusion of the cerebral, cerebral fluid and the interstitial fluid that drains... The, the toxins, particularly the aggregates of the protein aggregates, amyloid B, amyloid B uh, or beta amyloid is a protein that are, are related when they aggregate have been implicated in Alzheimer's disease. Mm. So it's really important. And what's the, 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 the crucial thing, the crucial point of this is the glymphatic system. And so too is the rest of the body is so dependent on our circadian rhythm. So when we sleep, that is when the glymphatic system expands and then the, the toxins or the, the removal of toxins can be trans- diffused and transported out. So also the body will give up many, many toxins at night. There's a lot within the, the ground substance of the, the body, the extracellular matrix, if you want to call it that, or the connective tissue. They are given up at night. So if somebody isn't sleeping, you know, if they're not getting good sleep, they will be in the morning, to- they'll feel toxic. It's the it's a typical muzzy head, sluggish shit getting going, brain fog. We've had all that, maybe in one or two nights of missed sleep. You know, we always, oh, God, I just feel yuck. And that's because those toxins are still swimming around. So sleep is so important. And this is the other thing. When we talk about vitality, it's not just from the food. It's a host of other things, sunlight and getting as much daylight, particularly through these winter months. The circadian rhythm is vital for our toxin levels, toxicity and lymph system and lymph system. And uh, so getting up as soon as you can and getting outside, even if it's for five minutes in this dull, mind you, it's lovely and sunny here today. Um, <laughs> but even on a dull day, you're going to get the light waves coming through. You might, you can't see them, but your body registers them. Yeah. You know, the melatonin will switch off and the serotonin starts to peak and so does the cortisol and it gets things, gets you into some regulation. Then through the day, getting as much daylight as you possibly can. 
So even if it's indoors and is, you know, try and get a window open because your light waves will come through. You don't see them, but the light waves come through and they affect a hormonal system. Yeah. And then at night, equally, we want to start getting as much away from the blue light because we talk about blue light a lot, really, and getting into some really good sleep because after about two to three hours, when we're in our sleep, more melatonin goes into the bloodstream. And that is the large antioxidant. And that helps with clearance of toxins as well. So this circadian rhythm is so, so, so important for all the systems, for every system. And particularly the sleep for the lymphatic system is number one priority. So, and oftentimes, you know, the sleep is disrupted because of our own bad habits. You know, staying up too late, we're on the computer, we're on our phones. You know, these are habits that we've... But the other things that I wanted to touch on, Nicole, are the other lymph interferences, which are really important. So scars, scars can affect the lymph because it's been cut. The way it's, it's healed, it will affect fascia. The fascia, for anybody that doesn't know, fascia is what holds everything up, your bones, your heart, it's all connected to fascia, which they thought was just this white, filmy stuff. And that actually is a very active, it's a, mm. a network of, it's me, it's like an organ, really. Mm. It's a bit like the chicken, you know, when you tear a bit of uh, that white stuff over a chicken breast and you see it, that's fascia. Yeah. Fascia, because a lot of the lymph uh, little vessels are embedded in the fascia. So when you've got fascia tension, i.e., tense muscles, tight muscles, emotions under stress, cranial sacral tension, all of that can affect the fascia. And I find it fascinating that that's where a lot of the meridians are. If you know about the acupuncture points, when they put an acupuncture needle and it's talking to the fascia, it's and it's really fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know that about scars, actually. That's really interesting. Yeah, scars. So think about, um, I've got one. Yay, I'm very proud of my <laughs> C-section. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, so I've got one down that area. And, and so scars can have a, a, an impact on the fascia as well. So massage, myofascial release. It, you know, you can work with the um, MLD, myof- lymphatic drainage. These are other things that you could use to help move that lymph because some of the symptoms that your lymph may not be working. Yes, you've got your lymph nodes up and mucus, but you've also got difficulty losing weight because you're holding water. You've got a bit of brain fog, bloating and constipation. I always think mm, the lymph will be in it because it's all backing up. Sinus congestions, um, hormonal imbalances, puffiness, a lot of puffiness, especially under the eyes. That can be a big sign. Lots of skin congestion. So there's lots of symptoms that can lead to a body-wide or system-wide toxicity. That's what we see. We're even seeing it in the very young, you know, because they're coming in with very weak systems. You know, they've got the dark circles. And do you think that's happening a lot with everything now? It's like everything is moving younger, isn't it? Even like yes. some of the, even with some of like the autoimmune diseases that I work with, that normally it would be sort of, oh, you know, maybe like late 30s, early 40s is kind of peak time when I, you would start to see people developing them. It seems to be getting younger and younger all the time. And I'm sure that's to do with toxicity of our lives from all the different types of toxins that we're in contact with. But just on, and our lifestyle as well. I think like you're saying, you know, the, the the sleep and the way we are more, you know, desk work and computer work than we were, you know, moving back with most people probably outdoors or manual work or, you know, that sort they of... They didn't leave the gym, did they? And my granny, I mean, I've written Dundee and my granny's mine was constantly cleaning the steps. She had a mangle. I mean, who would need a gym when you're putting, <laughs> you know, all this, the sheets through a mangle for goodness yeah. sake, you know? It's like a gym. It was a more naturally active lifestyle, wasn't it? So all those lifestyle things as well. 
but it does seem to be getting younger and younger with any of this stuff. Absolutely. And do you find with those lymph symptoms that you you mentioned there, like the, the puffiness and things like that, are they things that you see in people that can kind of come and go or will it be there? Because it, it's it's quite a fluctuating system, isn't it? It's one of those that not necessarily, they wouldn't necessarily have it every single day, but it might be something that comes and goes and sort of fluctuates. Yeah, it would fluctuate. And, and and it also depends on what they've been eating, the screen times. You know, I do see the dark circles under younger eyes and age-related. You could see them. There's degeneration. There's an unnatural degeneration happening going, going on with our young. And they're getting the, the symptoms like you've just said. They're getting symptoms that were maybe seen in the older generation. So we're weakening as a species and we have to do something. We've got to open up all the drainage pathways first. We've got to get the obstructions out of the way, build the vitality and of course remove those offending things like fortunately things like the beauty products and the um, yeah. the deodorants and everything that they're putting on their skin. The skin's porous, you know. We put things on there, it's going to absorb. And I wrote a post the other day about tampons and um those pads that they're they're laced with chemicals yeah. and they're inserted and they don't go through. They get absorbed into those very delicate tissues. They don't even go through the first pass metabolism, which means the body isn't going, oh, hang on a minute, I'll recognize you. I'm going to capture you and make you a little bit safer. There's, they don't do that. They just go straight into the system. But there are natural products out there now for all of this. I mean, I, I use entirely sort of natural from, you know, women's healthcare products to mm. beauty products and everything. It's There are, I think it is becoming more accessible to find natural product yeah. in this. It's just knowing what, it's it's knowing to look for it and knowing what to look for, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And they are there, yes. And I mean, some may not work as well as others, but you know, you have to play around with it. Everybody's different. And, um, you know, but other things that will interfere with the lymph that women must avoid is is the tight, or and men, tight-fitting clothes. You know, when you take your clothes off at the end of the night, you've got to you know, you're unbuckling your, your trousers and suddenly you can see where your trouser band has been or you can see where your wire of your bra has been. That is pinching off your lymph because you've got superficial lymph right under the skin. Then you've got the deeper lymph right further down. So you're nipping off this flow. It's not happening. And as I say, the bowel movements have to work. Lymph massage, they will help acupuncture. Even the other things that work as well is vibration plates sometimes you can get them on ebay oh, yeah. those yeah. vibration plates can be really good to move the lymph and also as i say rebounding and contrast bathing hot to cold and if you do i don't know if you do it do you do your cold dipping do you go into cold no and uh, no i hate cold water <laughs> i do i do do the cold at the end of the shower and that's about yeah. as, as far that's as great. i can as far as i've managed to get with it but um yeah. And making sure when you're doing the cold that you, or if you do the cold dipping, you know, you're putting, going into up to where your neck is because yeah. just under where the clavicle is, you've got a lot of brown tissue there and, you know, that is activated. So, yeah, the contrast bathing can do it as well. So it's not all about taking loads of supplements. However, you know, when your bowels are not working, you may need to support that. Mm-hmm. Let's say the deep breathing and hydration, all of that, because when the fascia becomes too tight, it can be often due to cellular dehydration so making sure that water you're drinking is either minerally rich and that's why green juices or juices per se can be really good because you've got all the alkaline minerals in there and it's in a 
what they call the structured form of water. So all of that can really all help. And what about filtered water as well? If, if you're talking just general water, is yeah, general water. What would you what would you recommend? Is it is it filtered? I mean, I I have we have um, a cooker at home, so it's all filtered water coming uh, through. Yeah, coming through that, and and it is amazing. You can taste the difference, and once you've got used to it, going back to just drinking out of a tap is really really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know you can put things in there that can actually mineralize even more. So you can yeah. put your you know fill it up with your lemon and your limes or orange cucumbers or or whatever but it's um yeah but if anybody's listening and they do do detox and and, and hail the detox is successful because they've been broken out in spots and joint pains and it's all working and i'm tired no it's just working too fast you, you've got to intelligently body saying whoa, whoa 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 i can't keep up i can't keep up so eliminating so Enemas, home enemas can be really, really good. So Nutri-Gold, as, uh, they, could, they do some uh, lovely enema kits. You know, there's lots of supporting things like aloe vera. If people need that, that can go into the enema. But just plain, simple filtered water can be really effective. You might need to, maybe, maybe I'll do a, an enema talk one day with you. But it's, uh, I, yeah, that's my favorite topic. And I, I do, I just get too animated with it. But yeah, you may need, a few fills of an enema, but or if you have a good gravity colonic hydrotherapist near you, then that would be great if somebody wants to. Not everybody wants to, and I get it. They're a bit freaked out by things like that. It's very personal. Yeah, it is. But it's I think it's important that people know the options that are out there and you know and are aware of the of these things. So if somebody's listening to this and thinking, this, you know, this sounds like me or, you know, I have those symptoms is that sort of thing they think might be, might be something going on or it's just something for, you know, optimizing health maybe that they want to, they want to look at. How would you sort of advise them to get started? What would be maybe your top like sort of three tips or five tips that you would sort of say, this is sort of the, the first things to kind of do to start on that journey of, of looking into this area of health? Okay. I would say the simple things that we can do is as much good light as possible, a circadian rhythm is crucial. Mm-hmm. Sleep is crucial because you can be doing all the best things in the world and not sleeping. That is going to have a backup effect and that is going to affect you. I like a green juice. I like to get people to have green juices, not full of fruits, you know, maybe a little bit of fruit to sweeten, but, you know, cucumbers, celery. If they haven't got a green juice, then maybe a smoothie, a green smoothie. Mm-hmm. Uh, just we've got to get something started. The other thing I would say is hydration. That is so important. Yeah, so, so important. And it's one that we tend to forget about or think about it last. And the other is moving the body. The only way the lymph can get around that body is by pumping action of our muscles. So whatever that, however that lands for some people, you know, some people may not be that active because of injury or inability, even just getting on a rebounder and just walking on it. Or maybe a vibration plate or lifting the legs up if you're sitting down, if you're not able to do much rather than sit in a chair, you can start to do some exercises that get things moving. There's the hot baths, as I was saying, you know, you can do the Epsom salt baths. I don't know if I mentioned Epsom salt, but that's very good as well. Sauna, if you can get to a sauna. But sweating is so important. And they're all really simple things for people to implement, aren't they? You know, they're things people could literally walk away today and go and implement into day-to-day life. And Absolutely. And I, I get all my clients stand outside in the morning. I mean, hey, you know, I'm out with a cup of tea. The dog goes out for her little business in the morning. I stand outside and it's like, oh, a bit chilly today, but hey, I'm here. I don't, you don't have to look at the sky. You just allow 
the the light waves to hit the eye, ah. the, the, to hit the back of the eye to say, right, okay, we need to now put the day hormones in. We need more serotonin. We need, and all of these things can help to regulate your body because whatever's happening in your body, and I know we can get frustrated when we're sick or feel ill, the body all, is only trying to regulate itself. Yeah. That's all it's trying to do. It just needs some of the, some simple things to to help it on, on its way. And yeah, the bowels are important. So if you're only having one or two bowel movements a week, which is common, that that is priority before you do anything else. Yeah. Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really interesting to know about. It's not a topic that we've talked about before on the podcast, so it's a new one for people. And I think it's a really, really important one as well. So I, I hope that lots of people have taken a lot away from this. We're going to put all your links below the episode so that people can find you if they want to find more information because I know you write blog posts and things like that. So there's lots of information on your website people can find. Um, so we'll put all those links below the episode. But really appreciate your time today because it's it's been a really interesting conversation to have. Lovely. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Speak soon. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Health Podcast. Do share the episode with anyone who you think it may benefit or who may enjoy it. And help me spread the word by rating the episode or leaving a review. If you want more, you can find other episodes in the series on your podcast app or sign up to my free newsletter. Not only will you get information on new episodes launching, but we cover lots of health topics with the Ask Nicole section where you can send in your questions, my favorite recipes, my favorite products, tips and tricks to help you on the road to good health and much more. You can sign up free of charge at nicolegoodhealth.com forward slash newsletter, also linked below. I hope you have a lovely week. Don't forget to hit subscribe and I'll see you next time.